The QPR podcast is brought to you in association with PartyPoker.com. Sign up now using the bonus code QPRPOD and Party Poker will match your initial deposit. QPR! Welcome to the QPR podcast, back for another season. I'm David Fraser. Um, well, not really back for another season because Paul um, and Clive and Kev Gallen did a fantastic pod last week, I must say, Paul. I enjoyed it very much. Is that right? It was good. It was really, really good. Go I'll, I'll, give, I'll pay you some more compliments on it later. Um, I'm David Fraser, as I said. And I'm going home. doesn't get any better than this. We have, there's four of us around the table tonight. Um, I have to my left Paul Finney from Independent Ours. All right. We have Steve Sace, also from Independent Ours. Yeah, good evening. Um, not from Independent no. Ours. I read Independent Ours. Good. Why did you join <laughs> someone the post then? I don't, po- I don't know. I read a big poster on message boards. Become one. I'm more of a lurker. Yeah, well, everyone mm. else should sign up as well. Yeah, Lurkin, everyone sign up. Lurkin doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> uh, but from Kick, editor of Kick magazine, yeah. um, Kit expert and aficionado, yeah. a new podcaster, new podcast that we've Ash just Rose. Done. Thank you. Hello. So you're, you're a Kit expert then, Nash. I, I have got a sad obsession with kits. My my wife and my friends worry about it too much. I've been tweeting all over summer about not just QPR but all the new kits. Would you, would you put hoops at all we're in? Of course. Thank you. What's your verdict on our stuff? kit? Should we do this now? Yeah, let's get the way. Yeah, come yeah. on. What's your verdict on the our kit? The front's lovely. I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of red piping. I know it goes with our history and the Guinness kit, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm more than 90s. I'm not the, f- the biggest fan of red piping. I no. think we have our title to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the, the fluorescent fluoro we had in the early 90s. That sort of Influence. Piping. Yeah, the influence kit. So I like that. But no, the, you know, the collar's different. And from the front, I was like, ooh, okay, I'm quite pleased with that. Yes, the hoops is, mm. is obvi- it's an obvious thing to say. We would all like that. I don't know the ins and outs of the hands tied, whether it's true or not. But it's, not, it's not nice to see. It wasn't great to see it show on. Well, it's obviously not true because Reading have got hoops at exactly. the back. Exactly. So. Yeah. But um, there's also a hoop, a hoop at the bottom underneath the bit, back panel. Yeah, it looks a bit random. The third kit as well is a template, which annoys the absolute noise out of me, most because annoys the what out of you? Annoys the annoys. Annoys the annoys out of me because yeah, the Smiths Square Crisps. It's, kit. Well, it's Bradford's home kit. Yeah. It's just you do, it's sign a deal with Nike that you expect uh, bespoke kits, and you get a third kit that everyone else has got. Norwich, I saw, have launched a third kit that looks exactly the that same. don't need a third yeah. kit because they don't even need an away <laughs> kit. It's just do a mixture they? of home but, and away. But going yeah. back to our kit, what I find, <laughs> I know we're going to talk about Saturday in a minute. What I find weird is just watching the team in blue charging forward. Yeah, because that's what effectively yeah. you're watching. Yeah. You're kind of like, yeah. oh shit, that's us. Yeah. yeah. You know, if we hadn't been so bad at times, I wouldn't have recognised us. <laughs> um, so, Ash, let's, in the interest of transparency, um, so we'll, we'll do a plug, but we'll be honest about it. Yep. Um, you've started a new podcast. I have, yes. Um, with West 12 Media. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's basically talking 90s football. So, if you're a fan of that era, I like to say it changed football. We've just done our first show. We had a, uh, a good chat with Brian Dean, who's got the first ever Premier League goal, and we had some fans on from Middlesbrough, Chelsea, and Wimbledon talking about famous opening day. So that'll be available tomorrow. It's called Alive and Kicking, the 90s football podcast, um, and you can follow us on Twitter, AK90s. Um, yeah, have a listen if you, if you like your 90s football. And it's on our website as well. It will be, just, yeah. what, if, okay. what if you meant to the 90s and, and you spend most of your time pissing the fart on the bottom of the loft? Can you still listen to it and understand it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was my favourite era, though. To be fair. We don't want to get the iTunes police on you, Paul. But that's two inside the first four minutes. Ding 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 ding. Now, behave yourself. Then. No, we'll seriously. Keep counting. Do I like about the nineties? Was it was that era before football went pear shaped? 
where it was still had money was coming into the yeah. game, but it still had its soul, and it was still kits were still quite decent. And the kit, well, the kit is the best era ever, isn't it? For kits, yeah, they went ridiculously crazy. I mean, the Nor- new Norwich third kit is pretty much they've nicked it from the nineties because it's it's ridiculously different colours and stripes and stuff, and that's what's brilliant about the nineties. It was yeah. football was I always say football was more fun. In the nineties, all round. Okay. Relax about the kits. Relax about the kits. Take a pill. Uh, it's alive and kicking because Paul Vinny. This will be the second week in a row we've mentioned yeah, this band. Like because this. Simple Minds sang yeah. that song, which is originally wrote for somebody else. By and, the way. and but why? It was wrote for Billy Idol, believe it or not. I found that out the other day. Fact. It was the first. Um, it was the Sky Sky the theme tune, the Sky yeah, ad, right? to their first advert for the Premier League. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's where the, I did the book on football nineties, and that's where the name came from. I don't think Sky will have an impact on football at all, <laughs> <laughs> apart from Runas. Right, carry on. Right, let me do the mentions. You can follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod. You can go on our website, listen to old episodes, subscribe via iTunes by going to qprpod.co.uk. You can follow us on Facebook. Look for the new QPR podcast. I think that's about it, isn't it? Um, the only other thing to say um, is... No, I'm not going to do that. Let's just talk about Saturday then. What are we going to say then? Do we have to? Uh, Don't worry. Okay. I was going to do... Happy? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm happy. Uh, well, I was happy. I wasn't at the game on Saturday because I was flying back from holiday and I arrived at Gatwick at 4.50, turned on my phone... And then promptly turned it off again. And promptly <laughs> turned it off again. Look at Twitter because that would have uh, depressed Steve, you. what was your verdict? Ooh... Just very disappointing. Uh, so much, uh, I had so much hope and expectation, I guess, for the first game of the season. Um, I thought we picked a really strong side. Um, you know, Austin and Phillips, I personally wasn't expecting them to, to be played. Uh, you know, I was thinking if there was a deal imminent on the table for either, either of those two players, they wouldn't have been risked. But no, I thought it was a really good side. And wonderful day cracking atmosphere over 3,000 rangers down at the valley um, first 20 minutes we were, we were excellent I thought we stroked the ball about beautifully um, and I thought we, we really controlled it uh, I was really very impressed with Massimo Longo I think I haven't seen any of the any of the, the friendlies for various reasons but I think I think we found one there if he can if he can continue to develop um, but after really the first 20 minutes things just kind of went Went a bit flat. Uh, Charlton started to muscle us out of it. Um, they got a lot more, a lot more physical, um, and actually, sort of towards the end of the half, they were Charlton were right back in it. Second, second half, they brought on that Tony Watt, mm. um, ex-Celtic player, and uh, I, I, I think that substitution wasn't he lofty in Eastenders. Tom Watt. Tom Watt. Do you know why he was called Lofty? Yes. Excellent. Carry because on. the script writer was a QPR fan and he named him after... Well, no, there are other ways of getting one's facts apart from, from you. <laughs> no, I didn't say uh, it wasn't, but I'm just saying because you would have known that otherwise. Paul Fiddy is Google. <laughs> yeah. There's, God yes, Google. exactly. God help Google. And that's why the Wicks family are in it as well, because he fancied Steve Wicks. Yeah. Yeah. All um, right. Just set the East End. Just to finish off, I mean... Sorry. I, I, we kind of run out of steam second half, and... Um, I thought the first goal we let in um, was very soft. I thought Rob Green could have done a lot better with the shot that came came at him. I thought James Perch was out of position for for both of the goals. Um, and yeah. well, that defence don't know each yeah, other. I think that Perch was the one and of the biggest problems. Koncheski, yeah. who by the way just looks like a sort of home counties estate agent in his signing picture. <laughs> he looks weird with he? hair. Like we had like twenty years of Paul Koncheski with no hair. He looks like he's a regional manager yeah, for a set of four estate agent branches. You'd be looking that all day. Um, 
<laughs> but hey, you they haven't played together. No, no, absolutely. I think the thing, the most disappointing thing, actually, was the the stick that Charlie Austin got when he was substituted. Um, a lot of people I heard grumbling after the game that he hadn't been trying, hadn't, hadn't really turned up, or was protecting himself or whatever. Uh, I didn't really get that. I just think I don't think just, Charlie's that kind of person. No, and he and he was on on his own up front, wasn't getting any service, and he wasn't fit. And he he's, wasn't fit. He's played what? Did he play one, maybe two preseason games? He was on games? his honeymoon, yeah. wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, the, um, I'm surprised he started because may not because regardless of the transfer stuff, I thought he's not fit. He he couldn't take ninety minutes of championship, football, especially Charlton are aggressive. They're a typical championship side, is what we'll face this season. Yeah. They're ugly. They try to play off the break. They try to find the gaps and. That is not the game to play Charlie uh, and a half-fit Charlie Austin. But also, Charlie's a notorious slow starter to end yeah, the season, no matter where yeah. he is. So you can't really... I mean, you can't judge anyone on Saturday. I mean... Sorry, Steve, have you finished? No, I was just going to say, I think, I think Charlie's done enough for us over the last couple of years, really, to kind of deserve a little bit better treatment than that. That's just my... And my he's been view. pretty good about how he's behaved, I think, he's not over the close season. He's... The old trademark dignified silence, yeah. I think, can be applied to. He's, 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 real real he's been a real gent on Twitter. He hasn't said a word out of place. Yeah, but he's had a real job. That helps. He's, he's had a what? A real job in life. You know, he's, he's come oh, from nothing and, and worked his way through. I had a ride with someone surprising in Saturday bit over Charlie Austin because there's a ball that went over. And um, he reckoned he wasn't trying for it. I goes, the only way he tried for that is if he turned into a friggin' giraffe or if he's 10 feet tall. And the guy had an absolute go at me. Which, he called me obviously. Did you use son. better or worse language than you did to my nephew for the Dundee <laughs> game? So Paul, Paul yeah, swore sorry, in front sorry, of my in front of my five year old nephew at the Dundee game. It's when he swore back the panic. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but the the, the thing the, the thing is, it's kind of like and, and tempers, are, I guess, were very frail. I mean, look, everyone's expectations are huge. Um, let's not be around the bush. You know, we still spent a lot of money in the summer. I know it's transition. I know it's a different class of players. I know the wages are lower. We still spend a lot of money. Money that Charlton can only dream of at this present time. So you would expect QPR to go and put a team out that would beat Charlton. And that's not being arrogant. That's just being the way it is. Unfortunately, they wanted it more than us. And what got me in Saturday was every corner that we had in set, set piece, they got the tall lad just to knock it out. And they were picking up in midfield. We didn't seem to counter that. Whereas when we were going down the flanks and hitting low balls in, they were in complete panic. Yeah. They didn't know what to do. They were, they were hitting it everywhere. And then we started playing the long ball, which I thought, that's, I, you can't do that. Not, it's not Charlie's game either. No, no of course no, not. And he didn't, he didn't seem like he was going to... I mean, I'm not being funny. If, if he's on the verge of another move to the Premiership, he's not going to go in for 50-50 thinking, well, that's my season. And you can't blame him. And he, do, he doesn't owe um, us a wave and he gave us a wave he doesn't know us anything because when you've been booed quite frankly if it was me I just I would be very upset about it and he yeah. came out he, he handled it really well and he should be booed because without him we wouldn't have got up with the premiership or it was a disaster it wasn't his fault and he's done enough for this club and sometimes I think there's a, there's a kind of a new breed of QPR fan um, that maybe expects too much from what we've got and we've got to be realistic here 15th would be a good place for us this season and we have to realise that because well, we don't want to do a Wigan. We don't even Cardiff and Fulham last season. They, you know, they could have both gone down. So I think you're right. I think stability 
should be the not the most people expecting, but that should be the realistic expectation. But the, but the players have got to help the manager because everyone's saying the board are saying and the fans are saying we've got to give them time. We have to be patient. The best thing the players can do is go out there for ninety minutes and give their all mm. and die on their feet. Get, come off that pitch, leave nothing, and at least then they're showing. And then when you get some wins, that's the best way to help the manager through this difficult time. One of the, problem, one of the problems is that they haven't had a proper pre-season, have no. they? Oh, disaster. Well, they broke the record. That is, if anybody listened to. Paul's excellent pre-season podcast last week. Jesus, this is getting boring. It was really good, Paul. And if, like you, if, if, if anyone tunes. hasn't listened to it... I like our eyes better, David. When we get on with each other, it just throws the audience... Well, people think we don't like each one. other, but actually <laughs> the, the, we don't. The, it couldn't be no, further from the truth. Yeah. Um, if you listen to it, um, which was really good because you interview. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it because it's really good. It's uh, Clive and Paul and Kevin Gallon talking, and then Jamie Mackie comes on on the phone, and it's almost like it's four QPR fans talking, not three plus a current player. Yeah. Anyway, in that podcast, Kevin Gallon must have said six, seven times, "I'm a bit worried we're undercooked," and so yeah, it came yeah, to be. Yeah, and when on. you do a preseason, when you play against your reserves as one of your games, and you play against. Uh, whatever they are, the local cub pack, as they did in in, in Italy when Verona the first stars. set of Verona All Stars, that's going to happen, isn't it? Who I plays? feel like we could just play this podcast at the start of every season because yeah. we always problem, talk about what a dire preseason. Yeah. I think we had. I think Warner got it right, and which yeah. is bizarre because he you know he only took them no disrespect you know respect to down in Cornwall, but that's where he took them. They played teams that were average teams. They weren't brilliant teams, but what he got was hard work, a team that bonded, as Jamie Mackey has come out and said on a couple of occasions, how well everyone bonded on that trip. And that's what they want. It doesn't seem that that same thing happened in Italy. And obviously they didn't help with people pulling out, playing a game against your own team, which I don't, is, is ridiculous because it's not going to be competitive in the slightest. It's a training game. I don't know if people pulled out or we actually were due to play them. I mean, Shakhtar were playing a, a, a Ukrainian Super Cup match that week. So I highly suspect that that match was never going to happen. We never appeared on their, on their website. No, so that we never appeared on Kievo's website either. So it's, but going back to, and this is what this is this is my my point about tomorrow night. Um, I know we're not talking about it yet, but he's got to play a full team tomorrow night. He's Absolutely. got to get them. Them players need games. If you start messing around putting in youth team players, reserve players, they need games. They need they need to get match fit for Saturday because Cardiff are going to come down and they're going to be at us. Talking of Cardiff, and we'll come back to the. Um the, the League Cup game after this interview we've got Cardiff on Saturday um, so we wanted to interview someone who has played for both clubs one with more distinction than the other I would argue Easy, yeah. um, and on the phone with a bit of luck we have Richard Langley Richard thank you for joining us uh, I gather you're at a game I am I'm uh, watching Aston Villa versus Stoke under 21s <laughs> score so far 0-0 zero, zero. quite a bland game at the minute nothing to write home about <laughs> Are you scouting, Richard? Um, watching a couple of players that I represent, so just uh, keeping my eye on them and seeing how they're getting along. Is that what you're doing now? You're, you're, you're an agent, is that right? That's right, yeah. I'm working for a company that have been established for about 15 years, so I'm enjoying it. It keeps me in the game. Um, just happy to pass on a lot of the knowledge that I had and gained throughout my career. Okay, well, uh, g- good luck with that. We... Um as much as we'd like to keep hearing about Aston Villa Stoke under 21s, um, we've got some more important things to ask you about, namely uh, QPR. Did you catch any of the game or, or any of the highlights on, on Saturday? I saw the goals, yeah. I saw the goals, but that was it. I wasn't able to get down there, unfortunately. 
We, we've just been saying here that it's pr- it quite possibly a symptom of a very underprepared team and uh, underprepared pre-season. Would you agree with that? Um, I just think it's difficult when you get a, a new group of players together, and that's pretty much what it is, isn't it? You've got a lot of guys, new faces, new characters, and to change them, um, trying to gel. I'm sure it'll take a couple of games, and I think we all we all just have to be patient give Chris Ramsey the time that he needs and have realistic expectations in my view. Um, That's going to be key for the season because for those fans that thought we were going to be top six and trying to go straight back up, I think it is uh, completely unreasonable. Um, It's going to be a a long couple of years, I think, where we can try and re-establish ourselves before we start to re-establish ourselves as a Premier League team. Do you think it will be a long couple of years in the same division? Hopefully. Uh, for me, my expectations really would be I'd be happy with mid-table. And they're realistic. You've got a lot of the teams who are reinforcing, spending more money than they were last year with a, reinforcing the same group of players that they had last year. So all their relationships are, are well-established and it's completely the opposite to Queen's Park Rangers at the minute. And what do you think are the main things that Les and Chris Ramsey need to focus on? I think we need to focus on stabilising the team, um, getting a good crop of players together, working on that team spirit, um, and implementing the philosophy that they want to deliver. Um, So whatever that is, that's what they're going to need to focus on, I think, for the next couple of years. It's going to be a... I'm sure it's going to be a a long-term project. Really, when you think of it, it's not going to happen overnight, and that's why I'm just hoping that people give them time and they're patient over the over the upcoming months. Hi, Richard. It's Paul again here. Um, I, he- I hear what you're saying, and you're quite correct to, to ask for patience, and we always should be patient, of course, you should. In fact, in all honesty, I think QPR fans are very patient. Otherwise, Mark Hughes and Harry Redden that would have been run out of town a long time before they actually were. Um, but if you actually look player for player on Saturday, Charlton against QPR, that's that's not a bad team to play, you know. That that wasn't that that's not a, a put together team of free transfers and trialists and everything else. That's we had a decent team out there on Saturday. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know how many championship managers would love to start with Matt Phillips, but we've got him. So I hear you. I just wonder if we're just are we leaving it a wee bit too late to bring in the sort of players to gel, should and when these players depart. Well, I'm not too sure what the situation is with regard to money available to spend on incoming players. I don't know if Matt Phillips is going to be there. I just really hope for the sake of the club that everything's sorted out so we can establish that uh, that squad because if um, <clears throat> if uh, Charlie Austin and Matt Phillips aren't going to be there, we need to sort it out sooner rather than later. So, as you said, we can get new players in if we are going to be allowed those players in or if we're going to be able to spend a bit of money Let's wait and see, but yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later, so we we can compete and uh, put our squad together as strongly as possible. Richard, it's Ash here. On that point, um, I wanted to ask you: being part of a, a dressing room that where you kind of suspect that guys like Charlie and, and Matt might get sold, does that affect the team in any way? Knowing that they probably won't be part of it for the for the whole campaign. Um, I think it, it can do. That's why I'm saying it needs to get done ASAP. Really, I've. I've been in a couple of change rooms where players have <clears throat> almost uh, thrown the towel in and um, not given it their all because they're 
waiting a move, waiting on a move. Um, I hope that's not the case. I hope they remain professional and true to their to their contract and to their character. Um, they're good guys. Obviously, they want the moves to go through. QPR are holding out for as much money as they can get. Um, but, you know, you'll have the other players thinking, right, that's our top scorer from last year. What are we going to do this year? And it could affect the change room in that sense, you know, where you're thinking, God, this could be a difficult season. We're going to be without our two best players. What are we going to do now? You know, so hopefully that's where I'm sure Les and, and Chris, their experience will come, um, come in handy. Hi, Richard. Uh, my name is Steve. I've got a question for you about the youth team. Um, you clearly were um, probably the, the highest profile youth team player to come up uh, into the, the first team in the last 20 years, which is quite an amazing, amazing stat. But what, what do you think has gone wrong um, with the, the flow of players coming up into the first team? And, and what do you think can be changed to, to change that and to get more, more youth into the team? Um, it's difficult because I haven't really difficult question to answer. I haven't really been involved too much in the academy. Um, I'm sure recruitment has got something to do with it. Um, I would say that QPR have got quite a decent catchment area. Why we're not capitalising on that, I don't know. Uh, they've started to put a bit of money into the coaching and that kind of res- the academy resources. So. Hopefully we'll, we will start to recruit a bit better. But then also you've got to look at the coaching. Um, I think ultimately you need to have good coaches. I think to have good coaches you need to pay them good money. Like I did a bit of coaching down there and no disrespect to the coaches that I was working alongside. A lot of them were just doing it for a bit of fun, a bit of experience. And nowadays you need more a lot more than that and I'm glad to see that we've got a few ex-professionals in there you've got Paul Furlong Paul Hall um, and I think that's going to work wonders for the kids now with their experience as players and now they've got the knowledge of as coaches um, it can only work wonders for the youngsters coming through they can only benefit from having people like that around them uh, Richard I want to turn to Cardiff and Saturday we're going to skip over the League Cup game uh, for the moment, you have played for both clubs. Am I right in saying you moved the summer after the playoff final? I did. I think I played in the. So you like living dangerously. <laughs> I played in the first league game. I think of that season when QPR got the. No, there is the last. Sorry, I'm confused here. I we lost the final, and then that following season, I played the first couple of league games and a and a cup match. Oh yeah. And then I left to Cardiff. Yeah. It was a win at Cheltenham, wasn't it, I think? Was it? Yeah, Cheltenham. I think that was yeah. the last game. Good knowledge, Vinny. Uh, what, can you, what, what can we expect on Saturday? What, what, um, what sort of game do you think we'll, we'll likely see against Cardiff? Um, it's, it's very, I haven't seen too much of Cardiff, but I know they're trying to restructure. They're under a new manager. They're, they're rebuilding. So a pretty similar position to ours. So... I think it's important that we get some points on the board. Most important thing, we don't lose. Um, but it'll be a tough game, probably a war of attrition. I can't see there being too much uh, ticker-tacker fancy <laughs> football going on. Um, I think it's going to be hard work and all guts, really. So I'm just hoping we can come out on top. 
And you weren't um, you weren't at Cardiff for very long, were you? So what happened there? And then you came back to QPR pretty soon after. Was it? It just didn't work out, or or, or you couldn't stay well, away from Shepherd's Bush? I was there for two years at Cardiff, um, and then third season, Dave Jones took over, and I remember him. I think he asked everyone to take a twenty five percent pay cut. The club were going in, or looked like they were on the verge of administration, so. Um, I don't think at the time I, I, I wasn't prepared to do that. So um, I had a couple of options on the table, and the obvious one was to come back. I remember Ian Holloway was at QPR still. He called me up asking me to go back, and <laughs> I went back, and then after a few months, he had gone. <laughs> so it didn't work out as I'd expected. Sounds familiar. That's Rangers. A uh, couple of questions for you from Twitter before we go, Richard. Um, Joe QPR wants to know, did it hurt missing the playoff semi-final against Oldham because of a needless sending off? Yeah, I think about it all the time. I think about missing that semi-final, which was probably one of the biggest nights at Loftus Road that I've seen in my lifetime. And then obviously the final, where I've got people like, uh, I don't know if you remember... Richard Paquette, he's a, a, an old friend of mine. Yep. He played up front in that game. Um, and he's got the memories of walking out in front of God knows how many people. And um, I was just there with my video camera, unfortunately. And it's something that I really, I really miss. Because it was probably, I was, on, uh, well, I was on top, top form at that stage of the season. It, it, it was all just coming together. And um, yeah, hence getting the move, I think, to Cardiff and having a bit of interest around me at the end of that season. So, but, um, yeah. Sorry, to, sorry to, uh, the fear is sounding like a smart arse, which I'm far from. Um, what I've never seen you act the way you did at the Oldham game with the ref and everything else. Was it the tension? Was it, what was it, do you reckon, that snapped in you that day? Because you could see that was going to happen from the, the terrace, I'm afraid. So, Well, it happened within two minutes. I don't mm. know if you recall. I probably scored the goal to equalise and then got sent off all within maybe four or five minutes maybe not even that but I remember um, the referee Steve Bennett he uh, he should have sent off the captain I've forgotten his name one of the brothers um, for his second yellow card and we've all surrounded the referee and as we surround the referee the same guy that should have got booked stepped on my foot I've gone to the ground the referee's booked me for diving yeah, if you look to my lace, my lace had been torn out of my boot by this guy stepping on my foot. So I was like just so angry with the injustice of that decision. Um, and then I start backing into the the left back. I can't remember his name either. And um, he's Hill gone down. Yeah, he was. No, oh, was he? He, he could have been. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Then, um, so sorry was, to sorry, interrupt no. you with my stream. So was oh, no, you, you're getting me. I was, I was getting emotional there. I'm <laughs> glad you kind of broke me. Yeah. So, um, so basically, yeah, it was injustice. Left back and, and basically, yeah, the guy held his face, and the referee, because I'd given him a few angry words a couple of minutes earlier, I think he was all too pleased to get out his second yellow card and give me the red. Fair dues. Fair, uh, that, that would explain a lot to a lot of QPR fans because that's kind of been out there in. In um, the internet for years and the reasons for that. So thanks for clearing that up for us, Richard. Appreciate that. Uh, Richard, we've got to go. Before we go, give us a bit of hope. Where are we going to finish this season and what's the score going to be Saturday? Okay, I'm going to say 3 1 to us on Saturday and I'm going to say we're going to finish 10th. We'll take that. We'll take that. Richard, thank you very much. Is it still 0 0 there? Oh, God. 
while I've even we don't I've, care <laughs> cheers, cheers thanks, thanks a lot take care thank you bye bye always good to speak to him yeah talk's a good game <laughs> he does <laughs> it was good to get that explanation as well yeah because yeah. people have been asking that yeah. for years it was completely out of character for Langley yeah and I think to be fair it's people can put that to bed now it's all been sorted out we're all fine and dandy with it it's, it's, it's good it's good what you said fair he enough. played for Jamaica as well didn't he 17 times yeah, he apparently because yeah. he, he played for the under 21s England but that but was that era at the sort of early end of 90s early noughties where Cup, yeah. they, they, they played like every eligible player yeah. from sort of the English leagues yeah. Danny Maddox, Robbie played, Earl, well, didn't he? Danny yeah, Maddox yeah. played like Robbie Earl was their captain yeah. wasn't he yeah. I don't think they, they don't seem to do that um, so much now do they I don't, like, so. no, I don't know. Not as much. Let's no. not talk about Jamaica. Um, <laughs> best right. best test of Mona Liver over Simon Barker's but That's for different. Yes. Random yes. team to play, but yeah. I, I don't know. If, I just got in there and I, I don't even remember the game. There was, the, the air was full of something that I'm not quite sure what. <laughs> Mind you, there was February that down at Charlton on Saturday. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Our fans are angels. Apart from um, one arguing with me. For, for the, by the way, I was thinking when we were talking to him, for such a, a supposedly poor youth system that has generated so little, it's made nine million quid, hasn't it? It's generated yeah. nine yeah. million yeah. quid, that youth summer, system. Yeah. Thanks, to Steve Thanks to Steve Gallen and, and Raheem Sterling. And Mr. We, Palladini as well. He negotiated it. No, he didn't. Didn't he? No, Steve Gallen got that clause put in. The clause was not in the contract. Five seconds before it was about to be signed, yeah, Steve's talking. Interesting in. because some, well, that's what I thought. Common knowledge, I thought, said that Palladini negotiated that. I suspect it's one of those things that everybody claims they were the one yeah. that put yeah, the clause possibly. in. I think I did. Um, right. Did we have anything else to say about Saturday? What do we think generally about the reaction? I think Charlton Stewards are completely over the top for one. Um, going back to the game, the. the, the well, we've talked about the game. I wanted to talk about the reaction, the sort of sort of hand wringing that's happened since, uh, Steve. Yeah, I, I've I've been critical of of the board and and managers in the past. Um, actually, I think we've got to give them a chance this time. Uh, we've got a plan in place. We've got um, we've got Les Ferdinand, who really does care about the club. Um, Chris Ramsey, you know, may not be experienced as a manager, but we can't keep chopping and changing every uh, yeah, every every few weeks. I mean, I noticed on um, one. I think it was we are the Rangers boys or something. There was a poll there today saying how long will we give Chris Ramsey after uh, a game? Uh, yeah, and it's like you know one to three games or sack him now or Christmas. You know, and and so many people are saying that you know that they really are giving him like games in single figures. Right. right. Let me ask you something. I'll, I'll ask all three of you. Where do you think? Where would? Where do you think we'll finish this season? I, I agree with Paul Ash. saying that we were poor. It's I think we'll finish mid-table. Um, there's a hope in me that there's a because the league is so open that yeah. the playoffs. You look at it, you think mm, if so, you can, so somewhere around twelfth, yes. Steve. Yeah, fourteenth. So, okay, Paul. I stand by what I said. I said fit, fit between fifteenth and tenth. We'll do. Okay, me. so I think more or less the same. Twelfth, thirteenth. In which case, there needs to be a bit of realism about it. If you finish tenth, eleventh, twelfth. You only win about a third of your games. You only win 12, 13, 14 games in this league. Well, actually, if you look at the team... Which means at two out of three games, you don't win. Yeah, but if you look so at let's the, relax on. a little bit. We're not going to win every game if we're going to finish mid-table. Agreed, but if you look at the points that teams went down on last season, it was high. It was in the near, near 50s. Yeah, so, but there's a lot of games. Yeah, there's eight more games agreed, than in the Premier League. What I'm saying is, losing and winning in football is a mindset. That's all it is. And 
we have got to get a win under our belt pretty sharpish. Otherwise, it's going to be a very, very, very long season. I don't expect great things. I don't expect a cut run. I don't expect anything. I just want the club to exist. Uh, but it's also really important that, that with, the, with the home form, because again, we've got that many more games. We've got to try and make Loftus Road a fortress again. And uh, I know it's you know, easy to say, but it, it, so, so often last season, you know, we go a goal down early on and the atmosphere at, at, at Loftus Road just completely collapses. Um, the only way that we're going to generate enough points to have to be comfortable in mid-table is, I think, with a good run at home. Does that mean that the money's ruined us because we've spent so much money? Has it actually ruined us as a club in our expectations? Because I don't remember. <sighs> well, I some think fans, we, I think, I think some fans. We've been spoiled. You know what we've done in the Premier League, both well, the three seasons we were in it. We've, you know, we're an A to Z of what not to do as yeah. a promoted Premier League club. So. It's kind of sport. They have been spoilt to a certain degree, but they've seen rubbish pretty much in the Premier League. So it's better to stay down, consolidate, and not do what we did again. Surely, I, I mm. think expectations is different to sort of what you say. It's all very well saying it before the start of the season, but to go back to this, looking at it from a statistical point of view, if you finish tenth or eleventh, you lose as many games as you win, and that's hard. It's all very well saying at the start of the season, yeah, tenth, eleventh. 12th fine but that means not winning two out of three games and that's quite tough when you're in it and you can get a bit impatient in it I I think I think there's we've all felt a certain entitlement to be in the Premier League since the 90s and so we have a bit not maybe entitlement's not the wrong right word I don't know but I've certainly felt that we should be in the Premier League yeah I think if you grew up in that era you kind of feel like so us not being there feels like we're underachieving but then I grew up in an area an area (laughs) Belfast. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Are you sure? No. You never um, mention it. Uh, I'm in a certain age, i.e., um, I'm 46 and 30 and very, feeling very old. Um, that I wanted to see QPR at Wembley. I've seen QPR on TV live at Wembley in the FA Cup final. I've seen them in a few years later doing stuff in the Park near the. Um, against Oxford which I'm not yeah. sure I've seen us in a playoff final I've Lucky seen us in semi-finals milk. I've seen us win a playoff final which I never thought we'd do we've had some bloody good dreams we've had some bloody good trips and we've had some good memories but the problem is now you've also got to be realistic we spent 500 million quid and we have nothing to show for it yeah. and that's frustration and, and it feels like the money that sounds has a lot of money yeah. you think about 500 million you think of it two years of premiership money the money we've had from the premiership you think we're 200 million in debt that means somewhere along the lines we've gone through a lot a lot of money yeah. you've got to double that that's a lot of bidding like, we're, we can't really bid that much for t- like Tim Ream we reportedly are in for and we're, you know, we're struggling over to offer a little bit more than they're asking for you know this is a different era now it, it, we're yeah, not going out and buying so. Anton Ferdinand or signing his brother on a ridiculous contract but you've still got Sandro floating around yeah, the atmosphere is, yeah somewhere. we don't even know where he is <laughs> I want to start a Twitter feed it is, where's it is Sandro actually in Brazil apparently <laughs> he's still there so you know what I mean and that shows and that's why we're frustrated you know he's on 70, 60 grand or whatever mm. a week 10 million pound player got to 20 million when you flew agents fees and everything else but wasn't I, I the think, wiser still I think, I, I think a lot of fans need to realise that the, the, the days of the open checkbook have gone mm. um, and thank God I, for that <laughs> well, did he, anyone ever want the open checkbook I think days? he wants success but, but, you've but only got not see, that much like but you've that. only got to see still people on fans on Twitter tweeting Tony Fernandez saying oh, he's, he's been told now but Jordan yeah, go and get Jordan Rhodes or who, 15 you know, million yeah, yeah. It, exactly where's it's, he gone sorry I've missed this I have been away where's he's he not gone? gone anywhere yet oh I'm sorry oh, okay. no, no, he's I'm been to the pub with a chippy but apart from that nowhere but you know there's people tweeting Fernandez all the time saying sign this player sign that player you know five six eight ten million that 
those days have gone. But that the thing, sailed. The, the thing is, in football, I've always argued this. It's you, you are where you are in football. Bournemouth deserve to be in the Premier League because that's where they are. It's how you act when you're there that matters. Yeah. And we have acted badly. And Each have, time as well. And, and yeah. now this season is the consequences of that. But the consequences have still got to be 11 players on that park trying their best and dying for the manager. Because unless, unless they're prepared to put, the, 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 put it on the line for Chris, Chris will be sacked. The board will lose confidence in him. They will lose fear for him. They've got to help him. You know, it's all right asking the fans and the board to help, but the players have got to do their bit as well. I'm not saying they won't, but over the next few weeks, they've really got to put a few more shifts in. Okay, um, we we've nearly run out of time. So what I'll say is we'll go, we'll do the R's end. Um, let's cover the uh, game tomorrow night in that, if mm. you wish. Um, before I do that, oh, well, I'll start. Uh, I've got a message here from Tom Holden, who is behind the QPR supporters group in New York City, and he has asked well done, us. Fella. Uh, can you give us a quick mention on the podcast this week to let people know that we are meeting at Smithfield Hall on 25th Street midday this Saturday for the Cardiff match? Cheers, Tom. I wish no, I was with you. Tom, sorry, but <laughs> I wish I was with him next time. That sounds brilliant. Well done. I bet they'll have a great crack. Send us some photographs on our, our um, podcast Twitter feed as well. Ash. Well, I'm expecting on you know annual cup exit to a lower league team, regardless <laughs> of what happens tomorrow night. I mean, I agree with what we were saying earlier with Finney that we we should play a full strength team because these guys need minutes. So there's no good, you know. I want to see the kids play, but at the moment, these we need the first team to be fit enough to for the championship campaign. So they need at least start pretty much the same team they started on Saturday. I'd be, I, mean, I don't yeah. think I can't. You know, that defence for one thing needs to stay together. Le and, Desma and, up front. Ledesma? He's got a hat-trick in the League Cup game. <laughs> that was the last time we won a first-round Cup yeah, game, I think wasn't so. it? Yeah. Um, was that against Carlisle? Have I got that right? Maybe not. Carl Go on. It was, it was someone with the C. Was it Carlisle? And the T-shirts in the club shop afterwards. And then Cups and he was on lawn. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Or maybe Poulter will do that tomorrow night. But I think the overall win, I honestly do, because that's what we do. We don't do Cups, do we? But I think minutes is more important than a Cup run, to be honest. So let's get them fit. Maybe get some, you know, get some goals in there, and if the win, if we win, great. If we don't, I think we just got to get that team cohesive, especially the defence. Give Charlie some more minutes. If, use what we have of him while he's still at the club, and and get the team fit and ready for. Cause it's going to be a slog. The championship, the, it's not a nice league. So that's what I'd do. Uh, I've got two things, if I may, really quickly. Uh, first of all, the three pound fifty transaction fee on buying tickets on the phone or online. What is that all about? Um, it's particularly uh, 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 you know, regressive if you're only like buying one or two tickets, uh, cheap tickets. Um, I looked I did, uh, on, on the website earlier, uh, uh, on, online, and I saw that Liverpool charge 90p flat, f- flat fee for their tickets. And Peterborough have a, have a fantastic system where they don't charge any booking fees at all. The only thing that they charge is uh, £1.59 for postage, however many tickets you buy. Uh, but you can collect them for free and they have a print at home option and anyone thinking oh well it's Ticketmaster that's making us do this Ticketmaster run Peterborough's ticketing system so that's the one thing please club sort it out Fair um, point. The, other, the, the other one is I just wanted to uh, a, a, few of my, a few of my friends have sort of noticed how um, the QPR player HD service has, has really r- um, ramped up over the summer um, and Personally, I, I don't have a problem with the club charging uh, fans for, 
for for the rights and special content and all of this the, the setup that goes into providing an HD stream from a friendly game. Um, but I do think that they they had a, a, a an interview with Lee Hu's the the new CEO. And Lee that Hu. Was, Lee, yeah. <laughs> um, Lee Hu's very nice fella. Um, he. Um, it's a, so that that was that was also put behind the paywall, and I'm thinking, why is that behind the paywall? That's sort of like basic information about the future of the club that everyone needs to know. Mm. So, I'd just like to ask the club. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem with player, but you know, information. Keep feeding it out on the YouTube channel. Steve, in the course of the last half an hour, you've given us a great insight into your internet surfing habits. <laughs> you know that because I've made it that you've thank, gone thank on you. the websites of Shakhtar Donetsk. Kievo, Verona, Liverpool, and Peterborough. That's absolutely. So we know what you do in your spare time. That's absolutely fine because my wife Sandra will be listening. Yes, quite. Um, Paul, as they once said, finish us off. <laughs> you gone back to his website. <laughs> yeah. um, no, the um, good points, by the way, and we've got to declare this because it'd be it'd be unfair not to. Um, and this is where I'm going to end up. We had a meeting with Lee on the new CEO on Friday. Myself and Steve were there with other representatives of websites and so forth. He seems a generally nice fella. He totally seems agree. he seems that he wants to do the right thing. He's he's like a troubleshooter. He knows what he's doing. He's come in. And um, that's going to be interesting. But he seems to know football as well. A lot better than he knows his regional Irish accents, I can tell you that much. But, um, Why did he say you're from Southern Ireland? He wouldn't believe I was Northern Irish because his ex-wife was Northern Irish and apparently I didn't sound Northern Irish. So I said oh, that he sounded Canadian. Um, so I don't think I'll be beating him again. Um, but anyway, thank you, Lee, for meeting the fans. It means a lot. Um, and long when that continue. But one thing I will end up on, sorry, Dave, I always right. do this, is um, on, on Saturday, you know, our fans take a lot of slack sometimes and sometimes we, 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 we don't do ourselves justice but the atmosphere on Saturday was, was good but booing players after one bad game we've got to stop doing this guys it's, it's, it's not right it's wrong it makes us look stupid in front of a, other teams fans as well please uh-huh. please please stop it it's, it's, we don't win any fi- do ourselves any favours doing that come on we're better than that we'll keep you off for God's sake come on we've had worse days than this yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll finish off with predictions in a second just a couple of things I need to tell you um, first of all we've got a promotion running um, with partypoker.com if you sign up at, on their website uh, using the bonus code QPRPOD Party Poker will match the initial deposit that you put down. That's the first thing. The second thing is, Paul mentioned this last week, but we ran a, a thing over the summer where you could become a pod patron, um, which was um, people donated money through our PayPal, which really helps us to run and, uh, and pays for sort of the upkeep of the podcast. And we had an amazing response to that. So I wanted to thank everybody uh, personally who did that through our website. We're going to be in touch with everybody um, and sorting out kind of all the various things that um, that entitles everyone to but i wanted to say thank you to everyone so let's do we need to do two predictions we need to do the game tomorrow and cardiff on saturday paul fucking hit cardiff <laughs> i don't want to lose them bastards sorry people um so tomorrow night i'm going probably for a loss because we that's what we do in cups and it's ridiculous because that's, if you're skinned and you want to get yourself going cups are a great way of doing that but we we'll probably lose i hope we don't saturday i think we'll win one nil steve uh, uh, I want to be optimistic about tomorrow night, but no. No, I think I think we'll lose it. I think we'll lose it one nil. Um, probably go to extra time, uh, and then um, Cardiff. I think we will be Cardiff one nil. I think we'll win tomorrow night. I think we'll win two one, and I think we'll. Mm, I can't say draw, can I? 
I actually think we'll draw a one all on Saturday. Ash? Um, yeah, I think we'll lose, as I've already said, tomorrow night. Maybe 2-1 to Yeovil. Um, but I'm going to be optimistic. I think we can beat Cardiff. Again, Cardiff are another typical championship side. We're at home. Let's get behind the boys and come on you ours. Come on you ours. Thank you for listening. This has been the QPR Podcast. Yours. QPR. QPR. Richmond Rangers are on the up and up. This podcast is a West 12 Media and Burble Media production.